Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grace Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Teddy Teapot with Teddy Mellencamp. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's Teddy Teapot. I am on with my bestie, Matt. I'm so happy he is going to co-host with me today because I am officially a hot mess express. Like, poor Matt has been getting texts from me since like four in the morning. How are you feeling this morning, Matt? Thankfully, this is just audio. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, so just to give you guys a little backstory, if you don't know, I opened up my Instagram yesterday and just said, I'm going to do this week's Teddy Teapot, and I'm going to answer your questions, the good, the bad, and the ugly, submit them all, let's do this, I'm going to answer everything, and I was so excited to do it, not necessarily realizing what all was going to come out because the show actually aired. You guys are going to be listening to this on Monday, but we recorded it on Thursday. So um, we are day after Real Housewives aired. And I woke up at one o'clock last night in the morning, looked at my Instagram, and I probably had, I don't know, over a hundred comments like wishing me dead wishing harm on my kids. Like, it's just unreal, which is why, you know, I had the choice of not saying anything um, because people are always going, oh, you know, don't let the haters get to you. Don't, don't let the trolls get to you. That feeds the trolls. But I was like, that's not who I am. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to actually say that this is not right. I People don't have to like me. People don't have to agree with me. But I am on a TV show that is revolved around drama and people that don't understand that is it's a little crazy to me. And I don't mind if people want to comment on my behavior or any of those types of things, but death's taking it a little far. Yeah. When you text me, that's, it's crazy. Like as an avid housewife fan, as you know, since before you even were a housewife, I know you and you are able to take criticism. I criticize you all the time. I know everyone does. (laughs) (laughs) But to the level that some of these people take it is just out of control. And I don't know necessarily what you can do to get a handle on it, you know, but to someone to to write to you on your social media and tell you that like your kids getting hurt is karma is just the most disgusting, vile thing. And something has to be done about it. Like it it, has to control. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, I, you know, I know I watch TV for entertainment value and it's normal to have your favorite, whether it's a scripted show or not scripted show, you have your favorites, you have your ones you can't stand, whatever it is. And I get that. And that's the point of an escape and watching a show, but wanting to harm people or wanting people to harm themselves is really a place where you're just like, what's going on in this world where, you know, I, I appreciate when I have a good TV show to binge watch right now, because then I'm like, oh, great. Let's, I'm loving this. I have this escape right now. I'm not then going on their Instagrams. Like I'm not like going after the Real Housewives of Potomac's, the ones that I'm like not liking what they're doing right now, telling them I hope that they die. I mean, it's just crazy. It's, it's honestly, it's insane. But that, uh, you know, you, you can't let it bother you. It's just words from faceless dog profile people and <laughs> just let it roll off. I, I know, I know. Well, speaking of, where, where do we start with the questions? Well, you know, why don't we save the housewife chatter for a little later and get into like some family questions because, you know, your three children each have gone through something and people are very interested to know how they're all doing. Okay. So you know, fill us in. We got All a right. lot of questions about your kids. Okay. So, um, Slate and her finger are 100% healed. She is doing great. Like right now she's like, we can probably hear her yelling in the background. She's like throwing a football. She's, you know, 100% recovered and, um, Dove full mobility, full mobility. She can write with her right hand again. Everything is, is good. It looks you know, if you didn't, you know, if you didn't know about it, you wouldn't notice. Um, it looks slightly different, but they said with time, it'll just continue to start to match her other fingers. And, you know, more importantly, she's not in any pain from it. She has no nerve damage or anything like that. So that's huge. Um, Dove surgery went so amazing. I was so worried and so concerned, like how hard it was going to be on her. And really what it told me was how resilient kids are. I mean, even in the hospital, I mean, she has in a, stitches all across her head. It's like a zigzag hand, uh, headband over her, her head. She's smiling, laughing. One day her eyes were completely swollen shut. The next day she woke up smiling and the swelling had gone down. We thought we were gonna be in the hospital for seven days. We were out after four. Um, she is, you know, she still takes Tylenol a couple times a day, but that's it. Um, she started sleeping through the night again. And now we're just in that next phase. So she's had one follow-up appointment and then she'll have one more. Um, and at that appointment, then we'll start having to go in where she's probably going to need to wear the dock band, which is like the helmet that will work on the reshaping. But I mean, she is such a rock star, so happy, you know, really remember, like reminds you like how kids are way stronger than their parents because yeah. like she's, you wouldn't, wouldn't even know anything was going on. Um, and then when I was in the hospital with Dove, Cruz fell off his bike. Um, no one mentions anything to me about any such things. And then when I get home from the hospital, Cruz walks in to give me a hug. And he's like, hey, mom. And I immediately look at his thumb and I'm like, what's up with your thumb? And he's like, oh, I fell off my bike, but it's okay. And I was like, uh, well, can you move it? And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, I don't think it's okay then. <laughs> and I took him to an orthopedist and, you know, the guy was amazing, cracked me up, like did an x-ray on Cruz and is like, hey, Cruz, have you ever had any broken bones? And he's like, nope. And the orthopedist goes, well, you do now. And so, yes, he's casted, but he is excited that it's a waterproof cast. And, you know, I, I said, why didn't you mention to me when we were on the phone yesterday that you hurt your thumb? And he goes, mom, I knew there was going to be an elevator and you know, I don't like going in elevators to go to the doctor. So I just figured I'd tell everyone I was fine. Nobody likes elevators right now, Cruz. <laughs> so that's the update on the kiddos, but they're all good playing happy. So I'm grateful to that. Good. And well, speaking of having all of the children, um, 
people were asking, how are you dealing now? You have another child. You have four kids often with Bella coming to be with you guys. How are you working and managing a larger family? I mean, well, first off, I would say most of the time we are home now. So there, that can make things easier and also more challenging. Um, you know, I think the first part is with having a bunch of kids that, you know, have different things they want to do and different schedules, you know, normally you're going to a million different after school things or you're going to, you know, gymnastics and blah, blah, blah. That's not happening now. You know, we're pretty much home. So that's, that's made it easier. Um, and, but also it's made it a little trickier, you know, Dove, I haven't been able to do any of the things that I loved doing with the other kids, like the mommy and me classes and all those type of things. So, you know, there's, there's good parts and bad parts about this, but the biggest thing is like, our kids are really connected. They're each other's best friends. And I'm also not going to say that I don't have help. I think, you know, nothing I can't stand more than when a mom's like, you know, I just do it all. I'm, I'm incredible. <laughs> I, could, I have a million hours in a day. I never sleep. No, like we have somebody, her name's Maria that lives with us. She didn't live with us before the pandemic, but then once that happened, I was like, you know, <laughs> want to move in <laughs> and she did and she you know she really helps out a lot with with baby dove and with cooking and stuff like that so I'm very lucky to have help this time around um and yeah so that, that that's really how I managed to be perfectly honest staying in the same lane a little bit people are also wondering uh you know they have kids and they're saying in their marriages how do they find time to you know have spouse time fun time well, what are you doing how do you how do you find time for you and edwin to sneak away and laugh <laughs> oftentimes it happens during the day time like when they are like dove maybe napping the kids are doing something on their own so we're more daytimers plus you know cruz is our roommate so it makes things more challenging um, he is still sleeping in your room every night. In in our room, not our bed, but in our room. He has his own little bed in there. And and so, you, when will you transition that out? When do you think the the time is for that? I, it's unclear because the other day I was just joking. He was like being a chatterbox before we went to bed, and I said, "Cruz, keep this up. You're not going to be our roommate anymore." And then he like fully. I, he didn't get the joke. He didn't think I was like he was sobbing. So many hugs, like, mom, you told me I was a good roommate. Why am I getting booted out? So I don't know. I'm sure there's going to be a point in time where he doesn't want to be our roommate anymore, but we'll have to see. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. 
take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Did you deal with any postpartum with Dove? Not any postpartum like depression. Um, I have, I always struggle with anxiety. Um, And so that definitely is there and is prevalent um, still, uh, you know, and and it's only been exacerbated by, so many things that you know you don't have answers for you know like we you know for a while we're trying to figure out if school's going to happen or when filming's going to start back or what you know whatever it may be all the things that you can't control or dove surgery (laughs) you you want control of it so yes um and for me it's just huge you know that i'm able to go on a run or a walk or journal or do those things and you know but some days it doesn't go away um so, so I, advice, advice for someone who is, you know, suffering from a bit of postpartum, do you have any specific tips or tools you would offer? I would say definitely talk to your doctor. I know even every time I go into the pediatrician's office, they have me fill out a form now that says like how I'm currently feeling. And there are so many resources out there. I, you know, I'm grateful that people are so much more open about it now. I think for a long time, people didn't discuss it, but I had, you know, definitely had postpartum depression after Slate and I hid it and I tried to hide it from everybody. And it was the worst thing I could have done because it made me feel worse. And the only way that my husband even figured it out was because I had my computer open and it was one of the last things on my web browser. And he's like, why do you, why are you Googling postpartum depression? And I, I remember having this weird, like I was ashamed to admit it because I felt like I should, you know, be the happiest I had ever been. And so I, you know, the biggest thing is talk to people, you know, talk to a professional. Um, some things, yeah, you can cure by being active and taking care of yourself, but there's some things that you can't and you may need medication or you may need, you know, to speak to a therapist. Um, but the biggest thing is reach out, ask for help. You're not alone. Be open and talk about it. It's always very good advice. Uh, I think the, the one other big question you got a lot was uh, about the snoo, which... <laughs> had to Google, but people really want to know if the snoo worked. Okay. So the snoo did work. It complete game changer. Um, the positive, amazing parts of the snoo is for newborns, normally you are having to soothe them to bed every single time they wake up in the middle of the night. So in the middle of the night you feed and then you have to soothe them back. And then you're trying to like place them into the bassinet or the crib or wherever you're having them sleep. And then they get jostled awake because they have like reflux with the snoo that doesn't happen. You feed burp and then you put them into this like tight little like, um, swaddle that clicks into the snoo and then it simulates the mother's womb and it soothes them back to bed. And then if they're crying for a second, it knows like how fast it needs to move to soothe the baby. But if it's something else, like the baby went poop, it'll turn off and notify your phone. So like, it means like a way to wake up. Yeah. Like, Hey, time to get up and take care of business. This is something we can't handle here. So it it really is great for those night times because 
you know, you're able to actually get some sleep. Um, so it's a huge game changer for me. I did transition Dove out right at three months because I didn't want, you know, it is a pain to take around. So like if you, when there's a time when you're going to go on trips or whatever, and you don't have the new, you're going to be in for a rough couple nights. Cause I tried to do that when we went to um, our beach house and I was like, Oh, this is a doozy. So that's the only, you know, hard part, but it's definitely worth it for those first three months. So three months in the snoo and then transferred to a crib. Yeah, I think you can keep them in there for up to six months, but I just didn't want to be so dependent on it in case we are ever allowed to travel again and whatnot. But um, yeah. And also ladies set the poop alerts to only your husband. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm so sure Edwin would hop right up for that one. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's great. We got a, all filled in on the kiddos. Cruz's birthday's coming up, I know. He's a little Leo. You only know Bert that because it's your birthday. Don't try to act like your friend of the year right here. I, well, I do love me some Cruz. I love his attitude. I love it. Uh, but he's a funny kid. But anyhow, so happy birthday to Cruz coming up. Thank you. Um, so let's transition a bit. You got very fit quickly after you had Dove. Um, and I'm, that was a conscious choice. Like you knew, well, you had a fit pregnancy and then you immediately bounce right back. What was your, what is your main tip to somebody who has just had a baby that is struggling to get back into fitness? Well, I think the biggest thing is one, knowing every journey is completely different. So comparison is going to kill any joy that you have. So if you're, you're looking at me and you're going, oh my gosh, this, it fell right off of her, blah, you know, whatever it may be. One, that was not the case with Slayton Cruz <laughs> whatsoever. That's why All In came to, you know, fruition was because I was struggling so much after Cruz on, you know, finding myself and finding what made me feel good and take care of myself. So I, I hear you. I think a lot also depends on how you are during your pregnancy. So if you, you know, weren't active at all during your pregnancy, I wouldn't suggest jumping right back into it and expecting your body to be able to do things that it hasn't done in a very long time. So the biggest thing is take care of your body, you know, listen to your body, make sure you're drinking water, cutting out things that are unnecessarily like processed foods. Um, and starting slow, you know, those first first couple of weeks, I would just, you know, go on walks and um, first couple of weeks after I was approved from the doctor that I could start exercising again, go on walks, go on hikes, things that were better for my mental health. And then also just eating as clean as you can. Well, since you're saying that people want to know, so take us through a day of, of your, like generally, I mean, we, you know, things change, things come up, but generally on a day that you're at home and you're eating, what are your main meals? Like take us through a day of your, of what you eat. Okay. So normally I wake up in the morning early between five and six. Um, I will have a full glass of water before anything else. I try to work out first thing because then the kids start to wake up at seven. You do not eat before you work out. I do out. not eat before. If I work out early, I do not eat. Um, I work out, which is normally either a jog or I go on the bike. And then um, for breakfast, I either have oatmeal with a little bit of brown sugar, not the pre-made oatmeal that has a ton of brown sugar, just regular oatmeal or even an oatmeal from Starbucks, add a little brown sugar and some fresh berries. Um, then I always will have a morning snack and that really depends on the day. It could be, you know, a handful of cashews, a half of avocado, um, you know, fruit, it's really whatever I have prepped at the house. And then lunch, um, one of my favorite things for lunch is I make this arugula salad uh, with the pre-made lentils from <laughs> Trader Joe's, um, peppers, cucumbers, tomatoes, avocado, some balsamic vinegar, um, and it's so yummy. Have that for lunch. I'll have an afternoon snack similar to whatever I had for breakfast. I just make sure that it's clean, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going to eat a protein bar or something that's filled with a bunch of sugars. I'll have natural sugars from fruit, of course. And then dinner, I tend to keep my lightest meal of the day. So um, if I go out to dinner, it's something I would normally have is like the chicken pie yard, or I will have um, a spaghetti squash 
pasta with, you know, even a bolognese or something. But if I'm home, I will have maybe even a soup. I, soup fills me up and I love the taste of it. And I feel I have a good night's sleep. If I eat too much right before bed, I don't sleep well. Um, and then, you know, I play it by ear, but that's like a standard day. Um, and so what about alcohol? People want to know what you drink. I mean, we know you drink Aperol spritzes, but oh, what well, you know, I drink is, Aperol. Yes. I mean, who doesn't love an Aperol spritz, but would you say that that is like the skinniest drink skinniest? No. People always say like, what do you drink? That's the healthiest thing for you to drink. And for me, that's not how I drink. If I'm going to drink, it's because I want to drink something I actually enjoy drinking. So yeah, I'll have a skinny, spicy Marg, not because I'm thinking that's the healthiest option, but because it has tastes less sugary and I enjoy the taste of that better or an Aperol spritz or whatever it may be. But I'm not, for me, I'm not going to have like a vodka on the rocks because it's the healthiest version of an alcohol for me because that doesn't taste good. So I would rather drink less times a week or a month or whatever it may be and drink things I like than have to endure drinking something straight because I'm trying to cut the cows. Well, I would just say, and this isn't a Teddy answer, but you could drink gay water, which is vodka soda with a squeeze of a lime or a lemon. But it's not good. Vodka soda is delicious, but that's, you know, we don't need to get Also, into I'm that. not the best on vodka. I'm a better tequila drinker for the record. Well, you can do tequila soda with some lime. Um, people want to know, and I know you personally, and you've talked about this before, but they want to know about the mom pooch. How do you get rid of it? And I know that you wear your high-waisted pants because you have a little bit of loose skin, but do you have anything to say about specifically the mom pooch and how to get rid of it? Well, I think a big part, um, you know, first the, the mom pooch, I've just kind of learned to embrace a little bit by wearing my high-waisted pants and knowing that like in due time, it will continue to shrink, but also like abs are made in the kitchen. I could do 5 million sit-ups and be eating terribly and my stomach isn't going to change. So I think the cleaner and the healthier that you're eating, the more that your midsection is going to change. That being said, if you have loose skin, like I have loose skin, um, you know, in my lower abdomen, I don't know if that'll go away now after my third child. That being said, do I really care? No, because it's something out of my control. So I think it's really important to focus on the things that we can control instead of obsessing over the things that we can't. So would you ever go in to get it like any kind of surgery, any, any kind of- You know, I- <sighs> I can't ever say never, but I don't think so. I mean, I had my boobs done. So like, there's no shame in my game when it comes to like plastic surgery. And I think you have to do what makes you feel best. Um, for me, my loose skin on my stomach doesn't bother me to the point where I would, I would probably get surgery on it. Um, but you know, who knows if I have 50 more kids, maybe. Please. <laughs> I know. I'm going to hang up on this call right now. Um, so you got questions um, like specific things. Like, what do you think about waist trainers? Have you ever done anything like a waist trainer? You know, no. One, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but it just seems strange to me to like squinch, like squish all of your insides together. Like I read something that said that like it pushes all of your intestines together and it can make you sick. I don't know if that's true or like what, but main, main thing for me is it's not comfortable. Even after you have a baby, you have to like wear they, the, the hospital sends you home with not a waist trainer. It's like mesh but like you're supposed to wear it tighter on your belly. And I did that just cause that the first week, because that's supposed to help the swelling go down. And you're going to really love this part, Matt, but like get the rest of the juices out. But, <laughs> but um, no, other than that, I didn't, I wore compression panties like after week two with baby dove, but no, I am not a waist trainer gal. So no, you don't have any kind of, you know, any gimmicks or any like, tools or anything you're just it's just fitness workout and eat cleanly that's it that's it try to get as I mean as a mom it's hard but try to get as much sleep as you can um I, that's not my best my best thing but you know that definitely does help what about the thigh master that's making a comeback it is yeah why haven't you sent it to me <laughs> 
I would do a thigh master video. All right, I'll 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 get you one. I'm right on Amazon. Uh, <laughs> one last thing to be more serious about this topic is a lot of people ask questions about this because you've been very open about it, which is great. But they want advice for young girls who are struggling with body image issues. Well, I think a big thing that we're seeing right now is on social media, you're looking at people that do not exist. You're looking at bodies that do not exist. You know, when I was younger, I had my own body issues and I wasn't even dealing with in the world of social media when it comes to Facetune and S-curve surgeries and who knows what else everybody's doing. So I think the biggest thing to remember as a young girl is like social media is a highlight of something that most likely isn't real life. So try not to compare yourself to others and especially those that you look up to on social media because half the time, you know, it's it's filtered, it's airbrushed, all, you know, all magazine covers, all of that stuff. It's all airbrushed. It's all, you know, nine times out of 10. Um, and the other thing is like, try to find somebody that you're comfortable sharing what's going on with you. There's so many resources. Um, there's easier ways now to get help. Um, you can do it online. There's support groups. Um, and I, I think the biggest thing that we, you know, always want to do when it comes to body image is like we want to put shame on ourselves and we want to, you know, add this extra guilt. There's nothing to be ashamed about. So if, if you're in a room full of 20 people and you ask how many of you have dealt with, you know, body image issues, most people will raise their hand, you know, right. so it's something. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, men, men as well. So I think, you know, really just finding somebody that you feel safe and comfortable talking to. Um, and if you're starting to see that you're going down patterns that aren't healthy, um, you know, don't wait. Try to take action immediately to get help, whether it's talking to your mother, your father, a friend, a guidance counselor, and they can put you in touch with somebody that can help you before you go deeper and deeper into the path good advice. I think with people like Lizzo and, you know, it, it's helpful that we have role models now that aren't standard cookie cutter. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is whatever is going to make you feel your best, wherever you feel comfortable in your own skin, whether it's you, you know, whatever side of, you know, you know, there's people that, get bullied because they're too thin and they were naturally thinner. There's people that were, you know, whatever it may be, there is always some, you're not going to be perfect in anybody's eyes. And, you know, it, as a kid, you start to want, you know, to be something that's, it's just not reasonable. And I think the biggest thing we all want and that we all work on is just being comfortable in our own skin, wherever we are. Yeah. That's great. The great advice. Matt, before we get into our miscellaneous questions, we have to take a little break. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zincom find. That's zyn.com find.
Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. So the most interesting one that came in was, do you prefer to wax or shave? <laughs> well, excuse me. Well, <laughs> I, um, I used to be more of a waxing gal, but since the pandemic, shaving has been uh, the new normal and you know what i'm getting used to it i'm get but at some point in time i will probably laser to be perfectly honest but um cuz i be lasering lasering where are you saying <clears throat> <laughs> okay well i mean you also grow hair on your armpits and your upper lip how do, what <laughs> you're saying i have a mustache what can you see it through the zoom right now what are you trying to say? Uh, no, I don't shave my listeners. mustache, Matt. I nair it. <laughs> your listeners want to know, okay? Oh my God. Um, and then you, a lot of people, this question, I'm sure you've, you've talked about it before, but a lot of people want to know, growing up with a famous father, what was that like? You know, I never really, and it sounds like such a cop-out answer, but I really didn't know the magnitude of it growing up in South Carolina. Like occasionally if you'd come to a volleyball game, I'd see like one of the parents like whispering or, you know, whatever it may be, but it was never really a, a big deal. Um, I think when people figured out like in the fifth grade, like I think he had a really big hit out when I was in the fifth grade that all of my friends like heard on the radio. Um, I mean, I, it's probably not the best story to share, but everyone's like, your dad sings blah, blah, blah. Your dad sings blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was adopted. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. And, it. and they were like, well, why do you look exactly like him then? And I was like, I don't know. That's up to you. You know, like I really kind of always, I, I never, I never thought it was any different than, you know. Brooke's dad, who's the headmaster, Krista's, you know, whatever it was, like, I just really thought of it like a job, um, his job. And it wasn't until I came to California and I worked at CAA and I worked for one of the heads of the lit department. CAA is a huge agency. Oh yeah. CAA is the talent agency. And I was his assistant. I sat in his office with him and I was like, totally green. I had no idea what I was doing. And he's like, Teddy, I need reservations at, you know, whatever it was, Mr. Chow at blah, blah, blah. And I, I couldn't get the reservation. And I was like, hey, I, 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 I'm sorry, I, I couldn't get the reservation. I guess I called too late. And he's like, well, did you use your name? And I was like, huh? And he's like, well, tr drop your name and see if you can get me in as that. And that was like a complete like, what? Because nobody, that's not how it was growing up, you know, not to be cliche, growing up in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i mean that was kind of my first like wake up call is like oh this is uh a little different that's interesting your your father will be happy to know he gave us one of the greatest gifts 
to pop music. Oh, I thought you were going to say one of the greatest gifts ever, his daughter, Teddy. No, you know I'm more of a Justice fan. Um. <laughs> For those that don't know, Justice is my sister, and Matt always talks about how she's the cuter one, she's the funnier one, how much he loves Justice. I'm like, you're supposed to be my best friend. Not true. But no, I think the sample for Jessica Simpson's I think I'm in love. Oh, he'd be thrilled to know that. <laughs> Just an FYI. <laughs> all right. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. We're going to transfer ourselves into a mindset of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Dun, dun. I know you're so excited to speak on it. Um, you know, it's, it, let's just say it's been a tough season for you. Yeah. I mean, it's been a tough two seasons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which season do you feel has been harder? Puppygate nine or whatever we're calling 10. I know it sounds so crazy, but the hardest season for me was my first season. Even though it was the best with the fans, uh -huh. they loved me, they embraced me. Like it was like, wow, this is so wonderful. Um, but living it was very hard because I didn't know anybody. I wasn't comfortable. Um, and I just... I, I felt like I was like having to, I don't know, the dynamics just wasn't the same as it is now. And even though, yes, there was some hell in nine and there's been a lot of hell in 10, there, there are some friendships that I truly love now. And there is, you know, a real trust and a real bond. And I've really learned a lot. I've, you know, regardless of what you can say about all of us is it's a group of strong women that work hard and you know i'm really grateful to them so you know it there's you know hard stuff and and whatnot but i do have some real true friendships that i you know i couldn't imagine my life without yeah a lot of people were asking about your and kyle's friendship which has been a matter of contention on the show <laughs> this season um and they just want to know you know you really are friends in real life yes what's it like what 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 is your friendship like with kyle in real life I mean, I think the best thing about my friendship with Kyle for me, and I know this is going to sound a little bit weird, but like, it's easy. You know how some friendships, it feels like it's work. It's not like that with her. It, we effortlessly are having fun. We're laughing. We're joking. Our families mesh well together. Our kids like each other. We enjoy doing the same things, going on the same type of trips. Um, you know, oftentimes we're like sending each other the exact same meme at the same time. You know, like our humor is similar. What we laugh at shows we like. So we just have a lot in common. And um yeah, so uh, I, I really have a great friendship with Kyle. And I think that that's really what the women were talking about is like, they could feel how strong our friendship was. And in this group, that can be scary. Yeah. I mean, it, well, we know how I feel about that. Uh, <laughs> people how do you feel me, about that, Matt? <laughs> it's just, it's just strange. It was a strange, I don't, you know, I will tell you, I believe that how things have played out with you or how you acted if I feel like you didn't do something properly, but that was a strange, strange thing. And I've been around you and Kyle before and it's so weird. You guys just have a nice, genuine friendship. I don't understand why it's an issue. <laughs> I am not Ariel. I don't want to be part of your world in that aspect anyway. <laughs> um, but people are asking, you know, they are asking about other castmates and they want to know, if you, how are you and Camille? Camille? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Um, we're not, we don't talk, but you, I'm sure she'll have plenty to say about me every week on Twitter. Yes, uh, oof, Twitter. Um, and they also were asking, of course, about Lisa Vanderpump, you know, have you spoken to her? Do you think that she was missed from the show? Do you think it's changed for the better or the worse since she left? Um, I the last time I saw her in person was at Denise's wedding. Um, she the last time we spoke, um, 
was because someone in her life passed away and I sent her flowers um, and she called to thank me. Um, and that is it. Um, I didn't speak to her before joining Housewives and you know, I didn't know her prior and we don't speak, we don't, we don't run in the same circles. I don't bump into her. It's, there's really no crossover. Um, in regards to the show, do I feel like there's been a shift? Yes. in the fact that I feel like a lot more people have let their guard down and I've been able to see more of who everybody is. Um, but you know, she was part of the show for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then all the other girls, people, people send in a lot of questions, of course, so we can't ask all the Beverly Hills questions. But one of the questions that struck was, are you afraid of Erica? No. And I think um, I, I've said this like impressed before, but, and I've said it to you and you got actually really offended, but I said, if I were to get arrested tomorrow, Erica would probably be one of the people that I called. Um, because I really trust her and I don't think she would say, you know, I think she would take care of me in the situation. I, she is a very good person. Um, and you don't need to get your feelings hurt, Matt. You'd be like sixth on the list. Well, it's probably wouldn't answer the call anyway. So you would just rot. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think the issues that people saw with Erica and I season one was truly because we never had a one-on-one. -on -one. We never got to know one another. We were put in a situation that was just kind of awkward encounters over and over again that like we never got to actually hash through until the reunion. And then once we had the reunion, we both had like a big girl conversation and said like, this is what I did wrong. She said, this is what I did wrong. Let's agree to move on. And we fully have. And I think throughout these past two seasons, you can see the trust we started to form in one another and the friendship that we have created because we both really did move on. Yeah, and I think we even saw that in, in the episode, this past week's episode, and you made a comment about it on Twitter that you know, you're and Erica's friendship has really grown. And it's something I feel as Housewives fans we want. Andy has even said he thinks that the shows are best when the girls actually have genuine friendships and can play off of that. So I think that that's a great thing to continue to grow your friendship and become true, true friends, even off the show. And I agree. And I also think that it shows how much things can shift from year to year. You know, if you're willing to be open and have those hard conversations, you know, a lot of what we're struggling with this year is when will Denise will leave or she'll walk away or she'll want to have a one-sided conversation. And then we can't move through it because only one side is being said. And that's why it becomes, you know, like a domino effect. But I think that when you can both, you know, admit, you know, the things you said or the things you've done, it can really help build friendships. And that's why from year to year, you see the friendship shift on the show. Right. Well, since you brought up Denise, I guess we should just go right into it. Okay. As you are aware, you got a lot of questions about this season's drama and everything that went down with Denise. And people want to know why you didn't tell Denise off camera. Why did you wait to tell her on camera? Okay. So the biggest thing about when you sign up to do a reality show is you are never going to let any drama play out behind the scenes. I learned my lesson last year with the entire thing with Lisa Vanderpump and Dorit and the dog doing something off camera that that really came back to bite me in the butt. Because as a somebody who signed up to show your life, to show what's going on, you have to let the things play out on camera. If not, you're going to get screwed in the long run, no matter what. So, and once it was already out there, on camera, when Brandy brought it up, when Brandy told us, if I would have told her off camera, I would have then been in a situation where I'm doing something behind production's back, behind this back, and that would cause even more drama. So it's just, you know, I, I think it, it sucked that I had to be the one that said it, but would people have rather I never said anything and she was just blindsided once the show aired? At least this way she was able to 
get everything in order, have the conversation she needed to have and handle her life how, accordingly to what the information was given. But, you know, that, that, that's what we signed up for. And then, you know, people want to know why at dinner, why in a, the group setting? Well, I think I wasn't, when I originally started the conversation, I envisioned it going differently. I envisioned when I said, you know, I know you said these things to Brandy. I know that this happened. I know that, um, you know, I, I'm in a situation where now I don't trust you, you know, all of this. And if Denise would have responded with, I don't remember saying that to her. I don't feel that way. Or I, I do feel that way, but I didn't, I don't remember saying that to her. Um, the conversation would have been over. But instead, she doubled down and said, I don't even speak to this woman. I don't know her. I, she's a loose cannon. You know, all of these different things that she said, which then as you continue to see through the episodes, she then changes her story four or five more times. Actually, they did speak. Actually, she said way worse things about me than she admitted. You know, all of those things. Um, so that's really where I thought the conversation would go. I didn't realize that she was then going to say, I didn't know her, I don't talk to her. I mean, we were just at BravoCon where she had said on a stage how close she was with, you know, with Brandy and how she would love for her to be back on the show. Well, she got her wish. Um, and I, I think also like, it sucks. It sucks to be the messenger, but I would have hated being blindsided even more. If, if I had not said something to her and group or no group, things get around in this group. So. Yeah. And you know, people want to know, I think it's obvious, but people are asking, do you believe Brandy or do you believe Denise? Well, I think, uh, you know, whether or not, and also I want to clarify something. When I said this is really bad, I was referring to the fact that an affair was being thrown around. It had nothing to do with the fact, a lot of people are saying to me like, is this because you're homophobic or you're outing her or any of these types of things? And of course not. I was saying this is really bad because it was an affair that was being told on national television or an alleged affair. And that's the part I was saying, this is, you know, and I was kind of leading up to it, trying to say like, I, you probably don't want me to say what this is right now. Like whatever it may be, you know, cause she said she already knew what it was. So, you know. Yeah. The, the, that whole thing uh, as a gay person, I, the people that are saying that and they're, they're not thinking it logically is that there's, they're actually insinuating that you were outing somebody, right. Is what some of the arguments are. Um, and I didn't even know this was going to come up until we were going to talk about this. So it wasn't, you weren't outing anybody. First of all, Brandy brought it up on camera first about the affair. And also, uh, I think that Denise has talked about being uh, bi-curious previously in the press years ago. So I think that people that are trying to come at you about that are finding ways to attack you that aren't right like we know that you were just saying it was because of an affair the story came to you and it looked like you know it, it was gonna affect their marriage so yeah i mean of course and so that even hearing that kind of thing it just none of it's fun and but it's it's something that's happened and now we have to kind of kind of go through the motions and it's it, it does suck and that's the that's the hardest part about doing reality television but if you do sign up and you do you know, say you're going to show your lives and you're going to, whether there was an alleged affair or not, she had a relationship with somebody could potentially have been a friendship. It's not my place to say, but she was in communication with Brandy. And that was my point. Right. Uh, do you hope that next season it's a fresh start with Denise? Like where, where do you see it going? You know, I never say never. Um, I mean, everyone's gonna have to tune in and watch the reunion, but I mean, I think there's probably a lot of work that needs to be done, you know, and things that need to be figured out. But, you know, I, I, I things have changed so much from season to season, it, you never know. I mean, we were close last year, so <laughs> it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to say. So you'd be going in with an open mind though. I, I mean, yeah, you got to keep watching on that one. 
Is there a specific celebrity that if you could choose, you would have them join the cast? I don't know. Uh, maybe Chrissy Teigen, I think would be really funny. Oh boy, that would be amazing. Like how good would she be? Um, I don't know. I just think someone that's funny, someone that's opinionated. Who, who would your pick be? Oh boy, if you had to do a, a celebrity? Oh gosh, now you put me on the spot. I don't know. I don't know. You put me on the spot. This is your podcast. I'm here to do that. I'm here to just ask you questions. I <laughs> delivered an amazing response. <laughs> I don't know. Let me get back to you. Oh, or Brad Goreski. Oh, you would do a house husband. A house husband. Like he is so hilarious. His um, recent one where he's mocking us, I, I, it's tears came out of my eyes. Yeah, he and Gary Gennady. Gary Gennady's Instagram. You should follow it if you don't, because it's hilarious. Well, I do. Uh, one, I'm thinking to your listeners. Um, so people want to know, though, do you see yourself continuing to do the show over the next few years? You know, we never know um, until about two weeks before it starts shooting every season. So it's one of those things that you just kind of, you see, keeping us on our toes. So we don't know. So I can't even, I can't even say for sure next season, you know, it really just depends. Okay. Uh, I think I saved this question because it's a, it's a good one to end with in general in, in your life, um, being on TV and, and all that. People want to know what is the biggest misconception that you feel people have about you? Um, I think oftentimes, especially, Actually, this season on Housewives, it looks like I'm at a loss for words. Like they'll pan to me and my mouth is like open or like I'm making a weird face. Um, I'm kind of always a blabber mouth. I'm always making fun of myself. I'm very self-deprecating. I don't take myself so seriously. And I mean, you're one of one of my good friends. What would you say it is? I mean, I think that oftentimes I look so serious on the show but I think in real life, like I am constantly laughing. I love to joke. I love to, to like, for people to tease me. Like I, I really, that is who I am. Well, I, I mean, obviously it would be the B word. I wouldn't be friends with you if I thought you were boring. What are we going to do? <laughs> we stare at each other. <laughs> I mean, people uh, in that they run with it, but. What I know that that name is just till the end of time. And I'm like, of all the things that you want to come at me for the B word. I'm like, but here you are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I have to make fun of myself. If not, I go completely crazy. But I, I think another big thing that's really important to me to say that for anybody in the public eye is how important it is to have, you know, true friendships. Like I'm really grateful to our friendship. I'm grateful to so many of, you know, my other girlfriends and my husband and my parents and my sisters and brothers and people that really keep you, you know, keep you realizing what's really important. So yeah, there's some drama or there's some hate or there's any of these things. But the biggest thing for me is like, I know that the people in my life that really matter that I love and I care about are are real. And that's, what's most important to me. And the fact that I can have a business where I know in my heart that we are changing people's lives and making them feel, you know, ready to take on new goals for themselves or ask for that raise or leave that cheating husband or whatever it may be because they're feeling good in their own skin really makes me feel good. So even though at the start of this podcast, I was saying about, you know, like, oh, today was so terrible. There's always a silver lining. And I'm so grateful to have great friends, great family, be able to talk to you guys on Teddy Teapot every week, have this outlet. And I'm so grateful to you guys for listening. Please send in any more questions you have. And Matt, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, joining me this week. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Teddy Teapot on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Turns out, a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today. Staying consistent is hard, but it's important if you want to see results. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies right now, and they're one of the only brands that are committed to your health. They only use the cleanest and purest ingredients in their formulas. No seed oils, no preservatives, or toxins. Let me walk you through my morning routine. I wake up, make my coffee, and then make sure to fill my water with Symbiotica Pure Hydration before my early morning workout. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and I've loved every supplement I've tried so far. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code POD for 15% off your subscription order.